Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Shred's Takes. It's Mike Shredder that is here to post host it today. Hopefully, I'll be getting Riker Vance back on to talk a little bit of basketball later as we go in the playoffs when we have more time to be able to do it. But for right now, you just have me. So, anyways, I'm glad you guys are tuning in. I know it's been about, you know, a little over a week since I posted a podcast episode on this platform. Um, that's more just because I'm just trying to decipher all the NBA games, try to get a gauge of how these series are going. And now what I'll be doing is I as I will either be posting episodes after games, immediately doing reactions, or I will do a short reel where I'll be doing reactions that way to post about what my thoughts are going into these respective games, respective games. And I think that's going to be kind of the way I look at it. And I also wanted to announce if you're new to viewing this podcast and you want more content, make sure to hit subscribe and like this video, hit like or subscribe on Apple podcasts and Spotify. It also also make sure to follow us on Instagram. It's Shretz takes podcast on Instagram. If you're new to this channel, that's where I post a lot of my reels, where I post announcements about episodes, all that jazz. If you are new, make sure you do that as well. Anyways, let's get into some basketball right now. And, I want to talk about the three games last night that I that I witnessed, and I, I'm going to start with the Nuggets, Timberwolves. Then I'm going to go to the Lakers, and I'm going to go to the Grizzlies, and then I'm going to end with the Heat Bucks. And all to put in context, all the top seeds took care of business last night, and I want to start with the Nuggets and the Timberwolves to start off with. So, again, NBA playoff basketball, the Nuggets just went up two games to zero over the, the Timberwolves, which I wouldn't say is a shocker. Um, I I think that. The Nuggets have done it in a more impressive fashion. They blew out the, the Timberwolves 109 to 80 in game one, then won 112 to 13 last night. So the, the big headlines is Jamal Murray had 40 points and Jokic had a 27 point near triple double, you know, with, with nine rebounds and nine assists. And all the starters, except for Aaron Gordon, were in the positive plus minus. And the bench overall had a plus minus of plus 33 last night, which I think was a big difference in the, why the game went what, what it did. But I think the f- the first takeaway is Jamal Murray. He's been playing outstanding in the playoffs. 24 in game one, 40 in game two. Again, you know, if you're going to get this Jamal Murray, this team can can get, win an NBA championship. And I think that's critically important to understand. I mean, people forget what he did in the bubble in, for Denver in the playoffs, in the bubble when they made the Western Conference Finals. He had one of the greatest playoff runs players ever had in NBA history. I mean, you think about those, that those games against Donovan Mitchell, that, that that battle back and forth, that Donovan Mitchell and him had back and forth. I mean, that, that there's that whole angle to it, right? So you have that, and then you also have the fact that Jokic just continues to, to do it in his way. 13, 14, and 14 in, in, in game one, and then you had in, in 13, 14, and 6, excuse me, game one, then you had 27, 9, and 9 in game two. Look, Jokic is going to just as be who he is, right? He's not going to always be the most dominant scorer on the court, but he's a guy that can do that. But he's a guy that's your offensive engine, right? And I think that the bigger thing is everyone knows what Jokic is going to bring, right? It's what the others are going to do, right? And Jamal Murray proved once again why he can be a top-tier guard when it gets to the playoffs, right? 40 points. And, you know, he did it from the fact of 6 of 10 from 3, 8 of 9 from the line, 13 of 22 from the floor. So he was doing it both in the mid-range, getting to the basket, hitting threes. For Denver, that's important. And you know what? Denver's defense, frankly, has been pretty good. You know, they 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 usually are beating the Timberwolves on the glass. They out-rebounded by them by one last night. They forced 13 turnovers, including five from Carl Anthony Towns. And 
Carl Anthony Towns has struggled in the series. He's really struggled. Three of 12 in game two. I think he was two of 11 in game one. Now, look, Anthony Edwards played really well with 41 points. Anthony Edwards is, you know, I know he's had some of the struggles, but he's that, that's the player he is. But the, the Timberwolves have no chance without Carl Anthony Towns playing to the, to the level that he was playing, you know, at, at the end of part of the season. But that's my standpoint on Denver. Denver overall has been playing better defense. Jamal Murray's been taking his game to a next level. Jokic is being Jokic, and the other guys are contributing. I mean, Aaron Gordon had 12 points, poor junior at 16. Then you have off the bench, you have Jamichael Green with 11 and Bruce Brown with six. But it's not, it's a five assists. It's the two steals. It's a plus 16, right? The, the contributing factors to how Denver's going to be able to win, they look like a team that right now that looks like they look really, really good. They do. I know they're playing the Timberwolves. I understand that. But the Timberwolves are not a bad basketball team. They're not necessarily the most. They don't always make the smartest decisions, and they don't always do a great job of holding leads. But Denver did what they were supposed to do. And after getting outscored 40-23 to 23 in the third quarter, they came back in the fourth quarter and, and won 35-24 to 24 in the fourth quarter. Right, So that's that shows you what Denver's, Denver's made of. Like When they hit a little bit of adversity, can they respond? And my answer is yes, they can. Right, So that's my standpoint on, on that. Also, in addition... From a Timberwolves standpoint, I want to I want to talk about one key factor, which is Carl Anthony Downs, right? And he needs to be playing better, right? I think Denver's doing a great job. Aaron Gordon's been doing a great job on on him or whoever's guarding him, who's been doing a great job of, of being physical, of being tough with him, and making things difficult for him to score. I mean, three of twelve and two of eleven in game one. Right now, he's not playing his best basketball. He's turning the ball over a lot. They need him to be consistent because Anthony Edwards gave you forty one last night, and you still lost. Right. And Rudy Gobert is not going to be that kind of player. That's just not who Rudy Gobert is. You know, Rudy Gobert is a guy who rebounds, finishes lobs and block shots. He has no post game. He's not really that skilled offensively, but it'll give you 10 to 15 points based on just being a great offensive rebounder and great role into the basket. Right. That's what Rudy Gobert is. And then you look at the rest of their, their, their team, right. Obviously, without Jay McDaniels, they lost kind of that defensive presence. Mike Conley is a very good veteran presence. I mean, he gave you seven assists last night, 14 points. But nobody except for Rudy Gobert was in a plus minus. And Rudy Gobert, you know, again, he had five fouls. He gave you 19 and eight, which is, you know, for Rudy Gobert, that's, 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 that's a plus for sure. But, you know, and he had four assists. But, again, it's the five turnovers from Towns. It's a fact that you got outscored 35 to 24 in the fourth quarter, right? You can't finish games off, right? So that's the second piece of it. They can't finish games when they have a lead, right? That's going to hurt them. And that's something they need to build on for the future. Whether that's, if is Chris Finch the right guy? I don't know, right? It doesn't see, he, he seems to get them in the playoffs, but he doesn't seem to have, have the, the, the discipline to help this team win games, right? And they're a young team still, but they got to be able to figure out, they still have, you know, they have veteran presence in Mike Conley and Rudy Gobert. And unfortunately, there's been, you know, it's been some turmoil of that team, but that, that is the problem with this team. You know, are they really fit to continue to fight in the series? I think Denver's going to beat them probably in five games. I think I give Minnesota one game at home. I think Denver's going to beat them in five. And if, if Denver plays like this, they could sweep them. Um, I think the way Denver really looks, they look like a team that, that's really poised to make a run. I mean, Jamal Murray, the way he's been playing is lights out. And Jokic is just being Jokic, right? So if they can get a little bit more contribution from Michael Porter Jr., that can really set them apart. So that's my thoughts about that game. And I want to shift over the Lakers and Grizzlies game last night. Look, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be straight up and say it. Grizzlies played a lot harder than the Lakers. They wanted that game more than the Lakers did. And you're gonna sit there and say that's that that's what people who don't 
play basketball, Cousins say. Well, if you look at every statistical hustle category, loose balls, rebounding, toughness, being more physical, getting out of that in transition, running hard in transition, they won those areas, right? And that was a key aspect of the game. Look, I'm going to say this for the Lakers. The only guy who really played well last night was LeBron James. LeBron played very well last night. I mean, you know, LeBron could have done more, I think, in terms of being aggressive. But 28 points, you know, two turnovers overall. He he showed up. I mean, he played well. I think Dylan Brooks' comments about him being old like, are going to spark a, a bad sign for the Grizzlies going forward. Because I've seen guys do that to LeBron in the past of po- trying to poke the bear. It doesn't always work. Uh, it r- rarely works. More, you know, you look at Marcus Morris in 2018. You look at Clay Thompson in 2016. You know, you look at Jimmy Butler, for example, after game five. Whenever you poke the bear with LeBron, it's one of those greats. It's not going to always turn out well. So I don't think for Memphis it's going to turn out well going forward, especially if John Morant's not back healthy. But I do think last night showed that if the Lakers don't come out with the right intensity against Memphis, Memphis will be the more physical team and get it done. Memphis was third in defensive efficiency this year, right? They're a great defensive team. Taylor Jenkins is a great coach. He is a great coach. He knows what he's doing. Like he knows how to get these guys rally around him and, and get the job done. I do think that for the Lakers, though, that that last night showed a little bit of their issues in terms of consistency from their others. But the biggest problem with the Lakers, and I'm going to point it right now, is, look, LeBron has got to be a little bit more aggressive trying to go to the basket, but I understand the pack and the paint on him and all that kind of stuff. I do think, though, at the end of the day, Anthony Davis cannot shoot 4-14 and you guys expect to win a ball if you're a Lakers fan. It's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And, you know, from that standpoint, I think that you look at what the Lakers have been able to do. And you look at that game last night and just looking at my statistics here, Lakers scored 93 points. They had, they only had 12 turnovers, but when you shoot 27% from three and you get out rebounded 49 to 47, right? You have two more turnovers. They shoot better from three to you. And look, the Lakers won the third and fourth quarter. One the first half, who was a tougher, who was playing the harder, who was playing harder, who was making the better adjustments, who was executing their game plan better? Memphis. Memphis played Memphis played the more physical role, and they out toughed the Lakers. You look at the Lakers starting five last night, right? You look at their starting five. LeBron was twenty eight points. Right, you look at the you look at the rest of them. Vanderbilt, I thought Jared Vanderbilt to be fair with him. Jared Vanderbilt played a good game. Three of five, eight points, seven rebounds, two steals, a block. I mean, he he did well. Rui Hachimura played really well with twenty points. But you look outside. Austin Reeves five of twelve. Anthony Davis four of fourteen. I I, I think when you look at all that stuff, and that's going to make a huge difference. I mean, you look at this across the board. They get they had twenty seven bench points. Memphis had. 25. So they outscored them on the bench. But the starting lineup, Xavier Tillman was the key for Memphis. And you look at 22 and 13 plus 10. He had the best plus minus on the court last night. That's the reason they won. Was was he at, played better than Anthony Davis did last night? Much better than Anthony Davis. So there's that angle to it. And for going forward, I still think the Lakers are going to win the series. I think the Lakers are going to make the adjustments because I think Dylan Brooks just put himself in a hole again. But we'll see what happens, right? We'll see what happens. Anyways, uh, let's let's get into the last game, which is the Heat and Bucks. And the one takeaway I'm just going to take from this is this is what the Bucks can be without Giannis, is a collective unit. 
that dominates. I mean, they have five guys in, who scored 20 points last night, right? Led by Drew Holiday. You know, and they, they, they did what they were supposed to do in terms of defending, making sure that they won home court. Now, when they get Giannis back, I think they still win this series. I do. Um, even without Giannis, I think they still find a way to win this series. But at the end of the day, they're going to have to make sure they keep Jimmy Butler in check and keep the shooters from Miami in check. Miami, unfortunately, for how good I think Jimmy Butler is, they miss Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero's ability to knock down threes, knock down shots is something that, you know, for a team that does not shoot well from three, that, that's a big struggle. And I think that, look, going home, I think Miami definitely wins a game. And if you're honest, especially he's not playing. But I do think Milwaukee is the better team. And I do think Milwaukee should get the job done in the series. Now, from that standpoint, what are the keys for Miami? I think it's it's to keep the score lower scoring is to not is to get beat is to win the, the rebounding battle and win the turnover battle turnover battle. They didn't do that last night. And you know, Milwaukee got out because Brooke Lopez dominated. Drew Holiday dominated. Joe Ingles dominated. Chris Milton gave you a good, pretty decent game. Look, and, and, and Milwaukee came out and played really well last night, right? They they responded really, really well to everyone saying that they were probably going to be finished without Giannis. They did a great job, right? Boonehoser had a great game plan. The players executed it. But I think for Miami, they're going to have to keep the game lower scoring because they, they just can't score enough, unfortunately, in a, in a track meet type of event. Jimmy Butler, is, and this is not a discredit to Jimmy Butler, he's fantastic. Bam and Abayo is a good player as well, great player. But the problem with their team is they don't really have a ton of depth scoring-wise outside of those guys, and they need to keep the game in a little bit of a slower tempo, defensive pace type of game, and try to generate easy buckets from their defense, right? So that's where I look at it with that game. I still think Milwaukee wins this series, even with or without Giannis, and that those are my thoughts. Again, I will be doing another reel tonight after the games happen tonight. Make sure you subscribe to Shred's Takes on YouTube. I'm Mike Shredder. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope have you, you guys have a great rest of your Thursday. And again, I will post something probably tomorrow after th these games tonight. So thank you so much for tuning in. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you.